and welcome back to another episode of Old Fashioned Working Whiskey, where we're enjoying some wonderful old fashioned and discussing old fashioned work habits. So today we have Olin Hyde with us in studio as always. Welcome. Glad to be here running the equipment today, yeah. turning the knobs and moving the levers. Absolutely. And then our first special Bluetooth guest, courtesy of the Roadcaster Pro, is Mr. Jerry Henley. Jerry, welcome hey. to the show. Well, hey, thank you. I'm glad to be here and thanks for having me on. It is absolutely our pleasure. So as usual, we're going to start off talking a little bit about the whiskey that we're enjoying, which is a bottle of Stranahan's, uh, yes. single malt whiskey straight out of Rocky Mountains. That's right. Right. It's out of the state of Colorado. So I was doing a little research as I try to do before each show and found out a little bit about this organization. And it's actually a pretty cool story. So... There is a gentleman by the name of Jesse Grabber who was a volunteer firefighter who happened to see his neighbor's barn on fire and responded. Well, his neighbor happened to be a longtime brewery owner and whiskey connoisseur by the name of George Stranahan. And they became friends, enjoyed the, the fine taste of whiskey together, and decided, hey, you know what? We need a special Rocky Mountain malt whiskey straight from Denver, Colorado. And they started Stranahan Single Malt Liquor. It's been tasty so far. So far it is. Jerry, uh, we, we had a bottle sent to you. Are you enjoying it with us today? I, I You know, I am. I was conflicted about that because I thought, well, if I do that now, what am I going to do the rest of the day? You know, so... Finish the um, bottle. I had a very wise friend <laughs> tell me you can't drink all day if you don't start early. There you go. There you go. I I, I got to say it was a great experience uh, uh, that the doorbell rang and of course the dogs are barking like crazy. And I go out and there's this guy that's scared to death of my dogs and two big ferocious yellow labs, you know. Um, and uh, he's sitting there and he had a bag in his hand and he told me who he said. He says, uh, I, "Well, I said you." deliver me this bottle and he goes yeah he goes i said well okay i'll take it he goes well i need your id please and I said, ah, okay so i have to go get it and i gotta say you know that's the first time i've ever had uh any alcohol delivered to my house like that, that was pretty cool it was the first bottle i had delivered anywhere <laughs> and i have to tell you jason and i were impressed i ordered it the afternoon before and it was there that morning we were like that amazon prime needs to take a note from total wine is who we we ordered that through and had it delivered to you I mean, that was some quick delivery. Yeah, yeah, I was pressed. Yeah, so so we're we're trying this out. We like I said, first phone guest from from long distance down in Tampa, and and had that uh, bottle delivered for you. So it's it's we're off to a good start. We did uh, do ours in a traditional old fashioned with uh, cherries. Uh, did you? follow that recipe i sent you or are you just trying it straight? I, I did no 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 i can't no no, no. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't uh i don't do the uh, brown liquors that much because i'm such a sensitive wallflower you know so uh, but the old-fashioned I, I did try that since you sent me the recipe i want to try it and and i even got a cherry so well, we're going to do a free commercial. We, we do these sometimes, and my free commercial today is going to be for Filthy Cherries. It's a brand called Filthy, and they are the, these cherries have changed my life. I'm not a cherry fan at all, 
and Olin actually doesn't like them either. But I love the flavor in the drink. He wants the flavor in the drink, but he doesn't like the cherry. So we have a same page meeting every Wednesday at two o'clock down at our cigar bar and we enjoy some old fashions and smoke a cigar. And I always get Olin's extra filthy cherry and it's man, it's so good. Olin went out today and got some just for this podcast. And I am extremely grateful because I love the filthy cherries. Well, there's a big difference. They're made just for cocktails where it's not like the jar of maraschinos that you buy off the bottom shelf in the grocery store. The syrup in it is actually like thick syrup. It's not watery. real thick. Yeah. Great. Well, let's head into the business side of things. We're going to talk about the operating system for businesses. And there are a couple of platforms out there. Um, we are using the EOS system, which is the entrepreneurial operating system. The other popular system that is out there is provided by Vern Harnish and his, Scaling uh, his scaling up book. So the, the program is called scaling up. And then the book is called scaling up. Um, the EOS system comes from a book, uh, called traction based off of, uh, Gino Wickman. And he's got several out there now, um, about the EOS process. So Jerry, tell us a little bit about your experience. You're the implementer. You're the expert in business operating systems. What, uh, what has your experience been with, with either of these? Well, expert, I don't know if I've achieved that status yet or not, but I'll take the compliment. Um, well, I, you know, just give some big background, you know, uh, in my previous experience at uh, Office Pride, we implemented, uh, when Olin and I were together, we started implementing EOS. We had a uh, certified implementer, and uh, it was just incredible what it did for us. I mean, Olin and I really took to it really strong. But it was just a, a game changer for me and and uh, our team and everything else, and we just loved it. And uh, after that, uh, I loved it so much, I thought to myself, well, I can do what these implementer guys. In fact, I'd kind of like that and found out it was a better unique ability for me, a better uh, path for me. So I chose to go become the implementer. And um, so I, I still do that with the U.S. I'm getting ready to kind of switch over to another system coming on the market, but uh, I love EOS. I love the tools, but I love mostly what it can do for, uh, for teams and for executive teams. Yeah, absolutely. So you, you did help implement that with, with office pride and Olin was there. And one of the big things that he brought to, to Courtney pride, our organization here is been the EOS model you know, when yeah. he first came on board, he was adamant, hey, we've got to get a business operating system. And I, I recommend EOS. And I, I'm like, what business operating system? What are you talking about? Like, we, <laughs> what is this business operating system? And, and he kind of laid it out for us. He's like, hey, it, it's a structured approach for your business that covers all the basics, right? It, it covers your meetings, how often you should meet the kind of meetings you should have, what you should discuss. It, it helps you shape your strategy. It helps you with your, improve your communication, you know, has goal setting. There's reporting for accountability. And it's like, you know, it's, it's a business playbook. You, you know, you, you need this for your business to hit the next level. And I'm, 
I'm thinking, well, we've, we've already hit the next level. What do we need this for? And, and Matt, who is one of our directors of operation, he and I had a, I don't know if anybody else does these. We had a meeting outside of the meeting <laughs> and uh, we're like, man, we're going to have all these stupid meetings every week. And like, we just hate meetings. Meetings suck. And why do we have to do more meetings? And I, I remember, and we still joke about it to this day after our first uh, L10 with our SLT. So L10 is the weekly meeting with our senior leadership team, the SLT. Matt and I hung up with each other and we're like, oh my God, that was the best meeting we've ever had. We loved it. We, <laughs> we can't wait to keep going to these. Uh, well, that, that comes back to, uh, like you said, the operating system. And that's a, an expression that kind of gives a good idea of it because it's just like a computer. It's a, a well, all the pieces of equipment out there today in terms of computers are, are pretty similar in hardware, but what really makes them stand apart is the, the software, the operating system, whether you're a Mac or a Windows person, or, you know, maybe you're one of those Linux people out there that you're a little, can we, can little we go old school DOS. <laughs> yeah. DOS. Um, I missed the green yeah. screen, but that's the idea behind it is your business has a lot of the hardware there, but to make it really perform and, and do things that it can't do uh, without this, you need an operating system. And so there are a lot out there. We've chosen uh, EOS, but the, you know, the Rockefeller habits that became scaling up, there's rhythm. So there's a lot out there and they all have their pros and cons, but they all do the same thing. In other words, they all still run a computer, but if you're doing a lot of graphic design, you go with a Mac computer. If you're doing a lot of business stuff, you go with a windows computer. If you're doing a lot of server based things, you usually go with a Linux based computer. So, you know, go out there, research them, uh, look at, at the different nuances in each of them. But that is the key is you got to pick one. Yeah. So Jerry, you've helped implement EOS and, and soon to be a different operating system into many businesses. What, what do you find is the main hangup with, with teams implementing uh, a business operating system? Uh, well, it's buy-in and starts with the visionary, the CEO, founder, um, knowing that they've taken the organization and the team as far as they can, and they need to grow into more professional management style, more layers, but they uh, you know, some of these visionaries, Olin, you know, entrepreneurs might not like to do systems. I don't know. I'm not including you in that, Jason, at all. You know, I was resistant. Uh, I'll admit you know, it. Visionaries <laughs> tend to just not want to do those things. Yeah. Organization so, is I, not I my think, best trait. I will admit that hands down. Well, and I think that, so the main thing, the main hang up is starting there and the visionary letting go, uh, but then the executive team buying in to it. Once you really get past that, like you said, you, you and Matt hung up and said, wow, this is the best meeting we ever went to. Um, then the journey starts. But I think it's taking that first step of recognition to say, hey, we've got to do something different here. This isn't really working the way it should be working, and we can't grow. We're, we can't scale anymore. We you know, we're, we're having people issues. We're having all this. And it's just like, well, Hey, there's gotta be a better way. And there, you, there is better ways out there. Would you, would you say it's kind of like getting into going to the gym? Like, you know, a lot of people are like, Oh, I don't need to go to the gym. Like I walk, I do these things, but then it's like, you got to go to the gym. You just got to go and do something 
and and get some reps in and then uh, next thing you know you're like hey like i like this i feel better like i i feel better about myself the way i look like it, it, you got to get the reps in right yeah yeah and i think you you know you got the basic tools and you know even though we start with leadership teams to implement the systems uh it isn't a top down approach you know it's about clarity it's about collaboration it's about how to build your team out but you got to just start exercising those different muscles you know you can't just walk you got to be able to say okay i'm going to do some squats i'm going to do this i'm going to do that um in the end to be healthy you know so i'm glad you brought up the gym uh discussion Olin because so I've been going to the gym now for like five weeks I'm working through this tennis elbow that I'm crying about in the office I'm sure <laughs> he hasn't stopped crying about it's, it it's been painful but I can't stop and rest I gotta keep lifting but similar to how we go <laughs> well, that, to the, oh, that that always works yeah so I, I have a workout buddy he's like, self-treatment yeah I have a workout yeah. buddy he said either just lift until it until it rips or lift until it gets fixed and I'm like all right that's what we're gonna do and spoken like a man (laughs) rub some dirt yeah but when we go to the gym you know we watch these youtube videos and 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 i'm we're guilty of this all right i can be a cheapskate i admit it all the time i i can be we self-implemented right so we had the benefit of having olin on our team who had gone through an implementation before but we self-implemented. We're like, okay, we're going to read these books. We're going to read Traction. We're going to read um, what the heck is EOS. We're going to read Get a Grip, and we're gonna we're gonna do this ourselves. And we're two and a half years into it, and we've done well. Has it been perfect? No. But man, having an implementer is kind of like having a trainer at the gym, right? We can do it ourselves and see success. But we'll have a lot better success if we get somebody that's trained and. I don't know, maybe certified in coaching and improving your health in, in working out. Same thing with an implementer, right? So Jerry, that's, that's Absolutely. what you've gone through as, as an implementer now is you're certified and have taught. Well, they're different levels are professional and certified and you got to earn your way to certified. So not there yet, but look, you also had the advantage, you know, Olin had worked with us, our professional, you know, our certified implementer and kind of going through that and, I don't know if you know this, Jay's or not, but Olin's pretty smart. Uh, you know, I have heard that uh, rumor. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and he's pretty pretty good at that stuff. So I think uh, the implementers self implementation rarely works um, because there's not enough. It's just I love the gym analogy that we're on. Hey, you know, people that go in, how long do they stay? I mean, as a frequent gym goer for quite a while. I always hate New Year's uh, because that's when the gyms just get absolutely crazy for a oh, couple yeah. of months because the New Year's resolutioners. And it's the new flash thing. It's new this or it's a new diet. And it's the same thing with these management systems. Um, you got to commit and you got to go. And I think the main thing of having an outside implementer is just like in our faith walk. It's having our accountability partners. That implementer holds you accountable. And Olin, I don't know if you remember that. I mean, when we first started, we had to go back for our quarterly meetings. Like, we had to be prepared. We didn't want to walk in there not being on our game and not doing this. So I think there's that accountability factor is the main thing that an implementer brings on. Um, You're less likely to make up excuses when you have to answer to someone else. Yeah. 
Well, we, and, and our implementer, he didn't put up with any crap. <laughs> so you talk about the quarterly huddle and getting prepared for it. We, we've joked in the office several times. I, we really believe the most productive day that we have is Monday before 2 p.m. Because everybody knows Monday at 2 p.m. is the SLT L10. And we are accountable to our peers. And so everybody's putting their numbers in. Everybody's look. oh, I had this to do. I need to get this done right now. And I'm like, man, this, this, this Monday gets things done and it didn't used to. It used to be, you know, that was payroll day. That's all we worried about. Now we've brought people in to handle payroll for us. So we just focus on the to-dos and our rocks. And we're like, oh, man, we, you know, we use we use 90, which is a an online operating system for, for EOS. And they have, you can mark it on track, you can mark it done, or you can mark it off track. Well, off track is this huge red symbol that is terrifying. So I actually got that red symbol on, on Monday <laughs> and by mon- like an hour after the meeting, it was back on track. Cause I was like, I cannot have that on my, <laughs> on my rock for, for a day. Like it's gotta go. And so there's, there's things that help drive productivity and you know, the, the accountability is one of those things. So having an implementer would certainly help with that. Well, I think, you know, you and I talked about this recently cause I've started going back to the gym and I downloaded an app that tells me what to do for the workout. Like it, it says, Hey, do this many reps of this particular workout and do this next one. And it keeps track of what I do each, each visit so that it works different muscle groups. It's, it's a digital trainer, but we were talking about it. And I said, you know, the last thing I want is to go to the gym and try to have to decide what my workout is going to be. And I think it's, it's similar. Like when we come to our quarterly huddles and we're talking about what do we want to do next in the business? A lot of it is pre-planned for us. We don't have to think a whole lot about like, what do we want to do in the business? It's, Hey, we've already done our homework on our annual goals. Now it's just, how does this next 90 days align with getting us there? And what, what particular things do we need to knock out as an organization to make sure we're moving towards that? And so it really brings that structure that keeps the, the fallout, like at the gym, like Jerry said, you know, the first January and February of every year is terrible because you have all these people who are like, I'm going to go to the gym and I'm going to get healthy, but they have no plan and they have no accountability. And so they go and then they fizzle out. And so the combination of the plan with EOS and an implementer with the accountability helps prevent organizations from fizzling out. And this just becoming the next flavor of the month of, Hey, we're going to try this thing. Absolutely. So as we wind down this podcast on the business operating systems, Jerry, what is a big takeaway that you've learned as an implementer that you would share with people out there considering if they should use one, if they need one, and then why not, you know, once again, we're not a commercial driven uh, show, right. but give yourself a little shameless plug and, and tell the people who you are, what, what your company is that you founded and, and how they can get a hold of you. Well, well, that was a lot, you know. Um, you know, I think the main takeaway is if you're thinking it, it's true. If you're thinking that you need to do something better, if you're thinking that it's not right, if you're thinking you need this, it's true. You do. And take action. You know, like we said, they're scaling up, very similar to EOS. There's rhythm. There's a whole bunch of them out there. I think scaling up and, and uh, EOS is pretty similar. Scaling up has uh, coaches that they do, but it's just 
get started. I think the, the main take I'd have is, you know, you're blessed with a very strong number two as this Olin guy um, as the integrator, but having that helping to drive this and be that person is very key to this. But I think it's just like going to the gym. We said it earlier and do it. Just get started, but have a plan, you know, have this system that you're going to look, you know what the best system is out there for these operating systems? You know what that is? A system they use? That's right, the one you use. <laughs> you know, and a lot of people try and um, dabble in some. You know, they'll dabble in this, they'll dabble in this, and they'll take this. You know, stick with one. You know, pick one, go with it, buy into it, and work it. And uh, it, it works out that way. But, I, you know, it's been an interesting journey for me. Um, you know, when I left office, probably decided to do this on my own. Uh, it's been a journey. Uh, God has just been incredible through it and blessing me. But I found, you know, Dan Sullivan, a strategic coach, talks about unique ability. And my unique ability is different than most implementers is that I, most implementer coaches won't get into the trenches with you and they don't know the cleaning business and they don't know that they're going to teach you the management system. You got to figure everything out. And, um, I, I've grown to more of that. Uh, I almost now that I prefer to work with another implementer and I do love being in the trenches and helping the management team, uh, get focused, what they have to do, groom, uh, integrators, groom the COOs and also, you know, help the CEO, the visionary and the integrator, the CEO, COOs, it's called the visionary and integrator in EOS. How do they really achieve rocket fuel? You know, and your team with you and Olin, you guys kind of had a natural thing going on with that, but you're achieving rocket fuel. And that's what we want to do is achieve rocket fuel. So I kind of do both. Um, the interesting thing for me also is I kind of break the mold. Uh, if you can imagine that, um, that, I, I tend to meet the teams where they're at because I go in with some teams. I say, you're not ready for full-on implementation. Um, my saying is that uh, my slogan that I have trademarked now is scale to get better before you scale to get bigger. Absolutely. And so I help them at that scale to get better part. And that's really true. That really resonates with a lot of people because everybody bigger, 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 bigger. But you're not better yet, and you're going to get in trouble. You're not. This is only going to get you so far and you can't retain it. So that's kind of different. That's kind of what I do. I hope that summed it up. You know, I, I utilize the tools. I'm getting ready, as you mentioned earlier, to switch to a different system that I think gives me more flexibility on that, especially in the franchise space that I specialize in. Um, but I think it really, it, it really uh, is good to meet the teams where they're at, meet the, each organization where they're at, and take a little bit more of a custom, individualized approach on it. Yeah. If you're, if you're a small business, you're an entrepreneur, you're the CEO, you own your own business. You know, I'd encourage you to reach out to Jerry. He'll at least talk to you if nothing else for free. And, uh, his business is launched to growth. So make sure that you look him up, go to his Facebook, go to his website, check him out. And if you have questions, he's there to help. If you want to just do a little independent research, uh, we've mentioned quite a few different operating systems and books out there. Again, you can start doing a lot of your own homework and research on this. The book Traction by Gino Wickman. 
We mentioned Scaling Up by Vern Harnish. There's Rhythm. And there are many, many more out there. But, you know, I would say, you know, the, the big thing is if you heard this and you're like, man, my business just keeps hitting a wall. I feel like we can't grow, like we're just missing each other in the organization, then you need to do something. And, and the first step is doing a little bit of research. Get, get some books, do some yeah. reading, talk to some people like Jerry or a different coach. If you know someone through your chamber of commerce or networking organizations, but get out there and, and find out some information and start taking some next steps. Absolutely. Well, it's time to wrap this show up. I'm out of Stranahan's. I need some more single malt whiskey, as you can hear my <laughs> ice cube in the glass. So if you haven't, please like, share, and subscribe to our podcast. We are Old Fashioned Working Whiskey. You can find us on Facebook, Spotify, Audible. We'll see you next time.